Hi, welcome to Fempreneur Secrets Podcast, where we share with you amazing tips from women entrepreneurs from all over the world. And today is no different. We have Adriana Monique Alvarez here joining with us as she will be talking about the topic that is close to some of our hearts. Uh, we have big dreams, but we have not actually envisioned it. So this topic is why women leaders are not publishing books. So first of all, let me introduce Adriana to all of you. Adriana is the CEO and founder of AMA Publishing. Uh, this is a company where she teaches women how to start highly profitable publishing companies. She's an international best-selling author and have been seen in Forbes, Huffington Post, International Living, Addicted to Success, Elephant Journal, Fox, ABC and NBC. She is the author of How to Start a Six-Figure Publishing Company, which is available to buy on Amazon. She is a USA Today best-selling author, and her most recent book, The Younger Self Letters, debuted number one on the bestseller list internationally. She mentors high-level coaches, consultants, and service providers and how to start their own high-earning global impact publishing houses. She is currently living in the middle of nowhere in Colorado, where she is renovating her grandparents' home and learning how to homestead with her husband, Derek, and two sons, Sam and Grant. And we are so happy to have you here, Adriana. Hi. Hi, thank you. I'm excited as well. So how's, uh, how's things been in the business? I think it's important for us to just quickly address how COVID has been impacting a lot of businesses. So wondering if that has impacted your business as well? Mm. It has impacted our business. We have had the busiest year of our 12 years in business in 2021. And part of why I think that happened is because many people are realizing that this is the time for them to bet on themselves to make the leap and start their own business. So we have a model for that. And also, I feel like many women, my clients included, their husbands went through some sort of shift or change in their career. And they realized that what they did in their business was not extra. It maybe it needed to be the main thing. And so they got really serious about making the most of the work that they do. Wow. Yeah, definitely. I think what you have mentioned is definitely true, even in these parts of the world in um, Southeast Asia. I think we are we are greatly impacted by COVID nineteen with all the businesses, um, you know, shutting down. But online space is booming. I think throughout all the the businesses across the globe, it's definitely booming. And that being said, Adriana, maybe you can share a little bit about what is it that you do at your publishing house. Mm. So the first thing that I do in my publishing house is I produce a USA Today bestselling book called The Younger Self Letters. So this is an ongoing series where I'm really asking entrepreneurs to go beyond sharing what they know and what they've accomplished, but instead to identify a certain point in their life and to write to that younger self. What would they like to share? What would they like to contribute to that version of them? And I, I do that project because I feel like we're at the place where we really want to see people's hearts more than what they know, more than what they've done. Who are you at your heart and soul level? What are your values and what are you really here to contribute to the world? So that's one of the main projects that I work on. And then on the other side, I teach women how to start their own publishing house so that they can bring more stories to the world and we don't have to go through the traditional routes if that's not the best option. Hmm, lovely. I, I took a look at the 
blurb of your book uh, for this the let the best letters to self. I think it's really insightful um, and interesting for us to take a look at our younger self. What are some tips and advices that we would like to give to our younger self? Uh, really looking forward to actually reading this book as well. So that being said, um, just for the ladies who can be possibly confused between the difference of a publishing house and a publishing uh, company. Maybe you can shed some light on that. Like what actually mm. does a publishing house do? Okay, good question. So I use these terms interchangeably. And really what this is, is a business that helps other people write their stories, publish them, get it out to the world, market it. Maybe how do you tie it with your business? So obviously I've, I'm a big believer in entrepreneurs writing their book because it's not just working on book sales, but they can actually connect it to services and products and experiences that they're already promoting, but the book will just put them at a higher level of authority. Higher level of authority. That's what women want. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening in right now, you are here because you want to gain that level of authority and just shed some light on the things that you do best. So what are some ways in which we can uh, become more authoritative in the industries that we represent? Mm, this is a great question. I love to be very practical. It is easy for us to know how we could support people after they pay us. But the real key is, is offering that support and demonstrating it before they ever make an exchange, before there's ever a transaction. So there's a couple of ways we can do that. Um, every single day, a good question to ask ourselves is how can I be of the greatest service? How can I be of the most service today? So that might be sharing a story, that might be teaching something, that might be giving an action step. Here's what you can do next if you want to achieve X, Y, and Z, or you're in this place and you want to be in that place. So when we begin to ask, how can I be of the most service? It makes us, number one, think bigger. What are the platforms and the ways that I'm going to use to communicate this so the most number of people hear it and experience it and can appreciate it? And then in the actual content, how can I share in such a way where people understand who I am and where I'm coming from, but also they can learn something right now and they have a next step to do something with it? Because without that practical, the, the way to implement it, it just becomes more information. We don't need just more information. We need a way to incorporate it into our lives and businesses. Lovely. I like that. When you mentioned about how important it is for us to just make things that we do in our business practical. And even if we want to become a leader, we need to make practical conscious choices in the way that we want to lead our lives. So that leads into our topic today, which is why women leaders are not publishing books. I'm sure with your years of experience, you have an idea of what causes women to stick one step back whenever they want to take two steps forward to write a book. So go ahead and share that with us. Okay, so why, why are female leaders not writing their book? Oh, they don't have time. They are running businesses, they are raising babies, they are taking care of their elderly parents. Um, they are all of the things, but you know what's at the root of every single thing that we say to ourselves and others is we are afraid. Yes. Fear is the biggest thing. And, and what I noticed is that fear, when it is not kept in check, it can overpower 
every gift that we have to give to the world. And so what I bring my clients back to is, is what is your contribution to the world? Are you clear on that? And are you completely committed and dedicated to that? Because if so, then we can make progress with this big obstacle. If not, then those are the first places we have to start. Wow, that's really lovely. I, I think your mantra is resonating really well with me that I believed um, a couple of, of you know my years back, in fact, when I wanted to start my podcast also, I think that was the biggest struggle, biggest hurdle, that fear, fear of moving forward, fear of uh, just sharing your value with the world and contributing to society, fear that the society will not accept you. I think this is a common thing across the board and not just specifically for writing books. It's across the board for anything that we do. So how then do we can, I mean, how can we effectively overcome those fear and just get started to write this book? Mm. This is a good question. And you're absolutely right. It's not just books. It's everything that we have to give. give. I, I like to call this my art. Anytime it comes time for me to share my art with the world, these fears will pop up. So I feel like the first step is to recognize what's happening because until I pause and I'm aware and I acknowledge what I, that I'm actually afraid and then see if I can know what is it specifically. So for most of us, I, I think it's like you said, there's a fear of rejection. There's a fear of persecution or some sort of response that would make us feel punished in one way or another for what we are offering. And so oftentimes I have found simply saying it out loud or sharing it with a trusted person, I go, oh, wow, okay. And something opens up and I'm at, there's space for at least one step forward. And that's really what we have to get to is when I have decided that I'm going to create something, whether I'm going to write a book, I just finished an Oracle card deck. When I'm going to work on my art, I have to have space for this in my every single day life because what I think most people will find is if we just say I want to write a book but it's not in the calendar and there's not some rearranging of priorities it won't happen you know what five years later we'll be saying the same thing so we have to acknowledge and voice those fears become aware of what's going on and then we actually look at our day-to-day -day life and I, I, I feel like we have to find a trade-off you know, one of the things I tell myself is, you know, for the next three or four months, I'm going to do this instead of that. I'm going to write for an hour or two instead of being on social media, instead of Netflix, instead of mindless, productive, less, <laughs> if that's a word, activities. So that's that's one step forward. Okay, so when you say scheduling and creating time blocks around the ideas that you want to build in, what would you say is, uh, you know, how long does it normally take for a book to be written properly? Mm. Yes, good question. So I would say, that's the wonderful answer of it depends. Okay, so there's really two tracks here. There's the person who decides to write a book who regularly creates content. So maybe they interview people on their podcast. Maybe they're a podcast guest. Maybe they blog. Maybe they send emails to their list. Maybe they go live on social media, have an active YouTube channel. All of these things, they're used to creating content. They're used to organizing their thoughts and communicating them. 
There's the other person who has maybe the dream of writing a book, but does not have the practice of creating content. This is going to be a very different experience depending on which track someone is. And so I like to say if you're in the practice and the habit of creating content, then you really do get it because when you're doing that, you have time that you set aside for it. You kind of have a process, even if it's a loose process, you're just going to expand upon that. If you aren't, then the good and best first step is to become a consistent content creator and then grow into the book. Otherwise, it might feel like too big of a step to go straight into a book. That makes total sense. That makes a lot of sense. So every time when I'm thinking about, you know, if I need to write a book, how much time do I need? You are making so much sense in the terms of uh, how much content have you already pushed out in, you know, in society? Um, and has those content received any form of feedback? Then I think that's where you're going to be able to determine if this piece of content that you're going to be sharing in the book, would it make sense for your audience? That should be the whole big picture, don't you think so? Absolutely. You don't want to go on this journey without taking your audience with you. So for example, I might be including a chapter in my book and I'm giving a taste of it, just a piece of it on social media or to my email list to see how they respond. And you're absolutely right. Your audience will talk back to you. They will show you, oh yes. Or it might fall flat and you realize maybe that isn't as interesting to them. Maybe that isn't something or maybe there needs to be a little more education before you can roll that out. Wow. Okay. That's going to be very helpful for my ladies. I'm pretty sure the, those of you who are listening in, you're going to have this wake up call and realize if you want to write your own book or you want to gain that level of authority, you just have to make time for it. You have to commit. You have to try it out. You have to con, you know, communicate with your audience as well, receive some feedback and see what are some of the content that you can improve on before you go and jump into writing the full book. Yeah, so I also understand that you have... Um, the books, I think the Letters to the Best Self is where individuals come together and then they share some uh, insights into their, you know, their past life. So mm -hmm. how does that work if anyone of them uh, is interested to get in touch with you? Mm, absolutely. So a collaboration book like this, every contributor writes a 3000 word chapter. You know, we're on the same topic, same theme and subject. And there's a few things that are included in terms of, you know, what we provide with the marketing and the editing, the cover, all of that. And so this is something where people, you know, it's a pay to play model where people pay a certain amount to participate and all of these aspects are taken care of. So we basically ask, listen, watch the training on how to write the most impactful chapter, write your chapter, hand it off to us and we do the rest, you know. There's a step-by-step -step guidance, but you don't have to worry about hiring a graphic designer. You don't have to worry about an editor and a formatter and figuring out how do we hit bestseller lists. We do all of that. And so a collaboration book is really good for the person maybe who wants that first step. That's another thing I tell people who want to write their own book. Have you written a chapter in somebody else's book? Because it is a very eye-opening experience and you can learn a lot and it's a smaller scale. There's a lower investment, lower commitment. So you can actually, it's like having training wheels on a bike. Okay, you have raised a very good point here about collaboration and how it is important for you to try it out just to get a feel or like the lay of the land. Are there any additional benefits of doing collaborative um, authorship? Mm. Definitely. So my favorite is the networking aspect. Relationships are 
the heart and soul, like the lifeblood of my business. And it's how I got started offline. It was all about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, B&I, chamber, all these networking events. So when you're in a book, you can look at the other people who are also writing a chapter, get to know them, see what they offer, see what they're up to in the world, and see, is there any overlap here? Could I send them referrals? Could we do an event together? You know, could I have them on my podcast? How, how can we help each other? And when you go through a list of 20 or 30 authors, you're going to find a handful that are absolutely perfect collaboration partners. And the other thing that I love is that it is a wonderful time to promote whatever it is that you offer on the back end of a book. So the first collaboration book that I was a part of, that I, I didn't produce it, but I was in somebody else's book, I made $86,000 on the back end of that book because there was so much excitement about the launch and becoming an international best-selling author and so many people were reading my chapter that then I just used all of those channels and immediately said, and if you'd like to learn more, Here's a course that I've put out. This is another great opportunity. And one of the best things I love about it is because you don't have to put so much energy into writing the book because it's only 3,000 words usually. You can put more energy in thinking about what am I going to market and how will I bring people into my other services and offerings through this book opportunity. That's amazing. You know, I've written, I've collaborated writing in another book before, but I've never gotten the opportunity to write 3,000 words before. So that collaboration was just two pager and it was two pager only. We, we could only write two simple pager of what is it that we're good at. So there was no space for promotion. And now that you have mentioned it about collaborative writing, this makes total sense that when you are actually giving yourself some space to try out writing 3,000 words, you also are giving yourself room and avenue for doors of opportunities to open. So that makes total sense to me right now. And, and I think this is something that if the ladies who are listening in right now, you are thinking about going onto this journey, I think it would be really perfect for you to reach out to Adriana. So that being said, you were mentioning that um, you have this writing webinar that would be interesting for our audience. Would you like to share about that? Mm, yes. So I have a couple of things. I have a masterclass that can show exactly what does it look like to break into the publishing industry? How do you get into cash flow immediately? Because this is really important, especially now if you're considering starting an, another business or a first business. And I also have a, a free training on how you can tell the best stories in your business. Because the art of storytelling is really what captivates people and helps them bond to who you are as a person. So then no matter what you come out with, they're excited about it and they want to participate. Oh, okay, great. So how can they get this um, masterclass that you have? Mm. So if they go to amaspeaks.com, that's amaspeaks.com, they can look at these different uh, goodies that I have available. And also there's a form that you can fill out and our team is happy to support in whatever uh, resources that we can provide. Lovely. So it was really a great conversation I've had with you, Adriana. And I'm pretty sure the, listen, uh, the listeners listening in, they also enjoy the same way as well with the insights that you have shared um, with us today. So how can our ladies get in touch with you? Mm. You know, Reaching out through amaspeaks.com is a great place. You can also connect with me on social media. 
I, I love meeting new people, hearing you know what's standing in the way, but also what's the dream, what's the big desire. Because when you have a big dream inside of you that you cannot let go of, the real key is finding one or two people that will help you make that a reality. And I would love to be one of those people. Yes, yes, yes. We would love for you to have some way or another to interact with our community as well. So that's really amazing, Adriana. It was a blast, uh, you know, chatting with you and learning a little bit more about the publishing side of things. So just to wrap it all up, is there any words of wisdom or encouragement that you would like to give to our community members? Mm. You know, the, the most important thing that I feel to share is that your story matters. No matter how many other books are in the world, no matter what other points of view are out there, you have a unique point of view. You have a special gift inside of you. And my invitation to you is to leave it, to extend it to the world, to give it to the next generation. Because what I love about stories and books is that they outlive us and it creates a beautiful legacy that can reach far beyond our lifetimes. Love that. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, so ladies, if you ever want to get in touch with Adriana, you can go to amaspeaks.com. So that's amaspeaks.com. And you can find her on social media. She's pretty active everywhere. <laughs> so you can take a look at her, the works that she has done. Um, also, her books are on Amazon. So if you just search Adriana Alvarez, you'll be able to find those books on Amazon as well. Right, so we really enjoyed this conversation and as usual, if you found this um, episode really helpful for you, you can go on over to Apple Podcasts and drop us a five-star review so that we would know what kind of content to continuously produce for you. And with that, remember to keep learning and keep believing in yourself because the world needs an inspiration just like you. Stay fearless.